Hi everybody, Pete Sardis back for The Lawyer You Know, and today we're gonna flip the script just a little bit and talk about Sonny Balwani's case. Things are happening in this camp, I guarantee you that. We're gonna talk generally about what the preparations are gonna look like for the defense and for the prosecution. And also we're gonna talk about how the verdict in Elizabeth Holmes is gonna play a role in the Balwani trial. But before we do that, as always, if you like the video, please click like. If you like the series, please subscribe to our channel. And as always, leave me questions and comments below because that is how I know what topics are of interest to you all. So with that, let's step back for a second and talk about where Sonny Balwani's case is procedurally right now. If you recall, he was supposed to go to trial in February, but Judge Davila had indicated that there was a spike in COVID cases. It was the Omicron variant at the end of 2021 and the beginning of 2022. So he decided that there was a continuance that was reasonably necessary to promote the interest of justice and moved the Balwani trial to the March docket. My guess is based on what I'm seeing that's on his docket, it's probably going to start sometime in the middle of March of 2022. So we're talking about a month, give or take, away from, you know, from trial. So what does that mean for both camps? Well, let's talk about what the defense is doing. A month before trial in a case like this, which could potentially last you know, four months, the defense lawyers and their staff are outlining their case and they're also preparing to cross-examine and to deflect the evidence that the prosecution is going to put on in their case in chief. Specifically, if I were Sonny Balwani's attorneys, what I would be doing is I would have gotten the transcripts for the entire uh, Elizabeth Holmes trial. I would have taken those transcripts, which are verbatim uh, recording, meaning a paper recording of all of the testimony and all of the discussions in open court. And I would be making outlines for every witness that testified what exactly uh, you know they said and what can be used to Sonny Balwani's benefit. For example, if, an, if a witness came on the stand and testified that everything you know, was Elizabeth Holmes and Elizabeth Holmes made all the decisions and we never saw Sonny Balwani, I'd wanna know that because that is a witness potentially that I could either turn if the government calls them or I may consider calling myself. Now, understand that the government listed 200 plus witnesses on Elizabeth Holmes' witness list. Elizabeth Holmes had listed 50 witnesses on her witness list. So we're talking about 250 give or take witnesses that could potentially be called in this case. My gut says, again, if I were defense counsel, the prosecution knows that their formula works. They're aware that they can get a conviction out of the outline they produced for this trial. My guess is they're gonna use the exact same format against Sonny Balwani. What I don't think they're gonna do is call the exact same witnesses to try to make the same case. Reason being, A, I have as defense counsel the transcripts from their testimony in Elizabeth Holmes' trial, so if they were to come to, to court and testify inconsistently with whatever they said at the Holmes trial, or for example, they testified at the Holmes trial that it was all Elizabeth Holmes' fault, but now they're in coming to the Balwani trial to testify that it's all Balwani's fault, I, it would be cannon fodder for a defense lawyer to be able to say, do you remember your testimony on, I'm making it up, November 6th of 2021 when you were asked this question and you gave this answer? Because their testimony under oath can be used as impeachment uh, against them at the Balwani trial. 
But at the same time, uh, we all have an idea about who the witnesses are going to be because the, we have the government's witness list. I would suggest that the government at this point is trying to identify the witnesses that are most close to Sonny Balwani or who were most close to him that are going to be able to testify that he actually did assert authority and control over Elizabeth Holmes, that he did know what was going on was not above board, was fraud, and that he knowingly and intentionally manipulated Elizabeth Holmes to do or to make decisions that were A, for the benefit of the company, but B, based on information he knew was false. So that's what the government is going to focus their case on. Okay, let's talk about things that are not coming into evidence. Elizabeth Holmes' conviction is not going to be part of this trial. The hardest part, in my opinion, right now for the defense and the prosecution is going to be finding a jury pool that has never heard anything about this case. Think about it. Not only did this case gander pretty good publicity, especially locally, California, but they've done at least one movie about it so far, a Netflix special. There have been books written about this, this topic. And even though those things played a role in Elizabeth Holmes' jury selection, now that she's been convicted and there is another Netflix special that's getting ready to, to, to launch now, I think it's going to be even harder for Sonny Balwani to find a jury that has never heard of this case or the more legal standard, a jury that can be fair and impartial and not take into consideration the information they may know about the Elizabeth Holmes trial or what Sonny Balwani may or may not have done from uh, news releases so that they can pick a jury that is able to fairly deliberate again on the Sonny Balwani case alone. So her conviction and you know whatever happened to her does not come into this case. Let's talk about Elizabeth Holmes herself. Can she testify on behalf of Sonny Balwani? Absolutely she can. If she wanted to, she could come on, take the stand, and testify that it was all her fault. Uh, and that even though Sonny Balwani did assert authority or pressured her, uh, she made the decisions that she made by herself, which is true because her own defense lawyers during her direct examination asked her specific questions. Are you saying that Mr. Balwani forced you to make statements? No. Are you saying that he forced you or controlled the interactions between you and Walgreens and the Safeway executives? No. Are you saying that Mr. Balwani controlled your interactions with members of the Theranos team? No. So there is a lot of evidence that exists that Elizabeth Holmes testified to that is really exculpatory for Sonny Balwani, meaning she has said things that are helpful to him. Now, will she testify? Good question. Can she testify for the prosecution? Absolutely she can. She would probably want some sort of deal if that's what she was going to do. But at this point, if I were the prosecutor, why do I need to muddy the waters? I know I've got a conviction on Elizabeth Holmes. I don't really need her on the Sonny Balwani case. I have witnesses, I'm sure that they have witnesses, that can testify that he was involved in the decision-making and knew about whatever was going on, especially with the Edison machine's inability to do the test that they were touting publicly. He is, of course, the COO of the company. So I don't think you're going to see Elizabeth Holmes as a prosecution witness. I don't think she's going to come to the aid of Sonny Balwani. So I don't think she's going to voluntarily come and testify on his behalf. Now, can she be compelled to testify? Normally, 
you can compel anyone to testify as long as they're not going to assert their Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination. But wait a minute. Elizabeth Holmes has already testified and she's already been found guilty, so she can be compelled to testify, right? No. And I'll tell you why. Number one, Elizabeth Holmes has not yet been sentenced. Remember, Judge Davila has set her sentencing off for September. And what that means is her relevant conduct, meaning the things that she does in relation to this case, can still be used against her for purposes of sentencing. Number two, you know she's going to appeal. So because there's an appeal that's in play, she very well may have a portion of her sentence overturned. Therefore, she still has a fundamental constitutional right against self-incrimination, meaning she cannot be forced to testify against her will, either by the prosecution or by the defense. If I were to guess, she's not going to testify. Beyond that, what are you expecting or what are we expecting to see? I'm guessing sometime in early March or maybe late February in the next week or so, the defense is going to probably file a series of motions in limine, meaning motions for the court to consider before the trial for them to either be able to get something into evidence, keep something out of evidence, and just do some general housekeeping about what the evidence will look like against Sonny Balwani. I expect to see those. I'm expecting to see probably a motion to change venue or a motion uh, that has something to do with the fact that uh, Sonny Balwani cannot get a fair and impartial trial in this jurisdiction simply because of all the publicity that the Elizabeth Holmes trial has gandered, especially now that she's been convicted. I think you'll see that the judges will probably not grant that motion, but I'm guessing if we come to jury selection and they start going through a series of jurors, there are problems like everybody says, yes, we know about this, we can't be fair and impartial, especially since they know it's a four-month trial. Judge Davila may make some decisions, either sequestering uh, jury selection, meaning that they uh, they talk to jurors individually as opposed to in a group. Uh, he may just order that the, the case be sent to a different jurisdiction to be tried so they can get a better, more impartial jury pool. So I'm gonna I'm going to guess that you're gonna see those motions. I don't think Judge Deville is gonna rule on them. Uh, he'll keep them under advisement, but he's not gonna rule on them until it becomes evident that it is necessary. Beyond that, I don't know how much more we're gonna see publicly because obviously Elizabeth Holmes was the catalyst in this case. She is the CEO of the company. She is the face of the company. She's the one out there making statements. I've looked and I don't see that Sonny Balwani actually ever did any news broadcast, actually made any public representations to any shareholders. But again, we'll see what happens, uh, what the prosecution's case is gonna be like. What do you think? Tell me your opinions. Do you think that Elizabeth Holmes might testify in his behalf? Do you think the judge is going to transfer this case to a different jurisdiction because they won't be able to find fair and impartial jurors anymore since Elizabeth Holmes' trial? Do you think there is going to be any surprise witnesses? Do you think we're gonna hear from the Schultz family in this case? I don't think we will, but you tell me what you think. Uh, again, thank you very much for watching. If you enjoyed the video, give me a thumbs up. If you've enjoyed this series, please subscribe. And as always, leave me your questions and comments below. Let's see what you think is gonna happen in the next few weeks before the Balwani trial comes to a theater near you. So with that, thank you very much for watching and we'll keep you updated. Thanks for watching this episode of The Lawyer You Know. If you like this content, please share it with your friends. Make sure you subscribe to our page and like our videos. If you want some interaction, get in the comments and we'll be sure to get back to you.
If you want to know any more information about our firm or this page, you can find out in the description or visit tragoslaw.com. We post multiple times throughout the week, so make sure you hit that bell so you can get the notification and not miss out on the next episode.